Phil, one of the companies I see you like is Home Depot. Earnings out from this morning. The share is down a little bit here, but the stock had a great run over the last eight months. It's slowed, though, since its last report into this one. Uh, what's it telling you? Is the big run for the home building and COVID exodus from cities, is that trade slowing down? No, I don't think so. I think the millennium generation, which is a large generation relative to others within our country, are just continuing to buy homes, to fix homes. I think that trend continues for a long while, and Home Depot and Lowe's continue to profit from that and do very well. Now, they're weakening this morning a bit because of the billion-dollar uh, wage enhancement that we've seen uh, that's going to be permanent, you know, as your guest said before. So overall, I'm bullish on Home Depot and Lowe's and, and home builders as we think about the kind of the uh, the demographics of what our country looks like relative to others within the country. So I feel very optimistic about that. Phil, for the housing and home building trade, what's the connection we should expect to see for rates? It seems like some of the home building momentum slowed a little bit as our tenure started to pick up a few points on the yield. Does, does that have, present a headwind or are we still coming off magnitudes and levels, absolute levels of yield that shouldn't get in the way of folks who want to buy a home or repair a home? I mean, when you think about where interest rates are, Tay, relative to where they've been historically, I mean, they're still at very low rates. I mean, what people are able to buy their home and what they're going to pay in terms of mortgage expense relative to renting, you're still, there's still that gap that's, that's very, that, that's very uh, achievable for, for many people. So I think, I think overall, with rates low, I think it's very positive longer term. So, Okay, Home Depot, we've seen it trade similar to Lowe's, similar to Home Builders. There's also consumer plays, though, that you like that seem a little bit uh, more geared towards reopening. You know, like Disney, walk me through the case here. The market seemed to like what they gave in the last report. The shares did uh, rally here over the last several months. But they've got a business that is very important to them, which is Park still. So how do you kind of fit all these into a portfolio is a portfolio fill at this point trying to figure out like what is reopening and what is quarantine is that like the new asset allocation model we should be thinking about right so so disney is a different story now right so the subscription growth on disney plus has been incredible incredible right the acceleration of that at 72 73 million subs so that's going to continue to grow in two years think about where they could possibly be something close to maybe netflix so that's the story behind Disney. We all know as investors, the, the theme parks are having a challenging time due to COVID. But when you think about the vaccine breakthroughs that we're seeing and hearing about, looking, talking about first quarter, second quarter next year, a lot of that dynamic is going to shift, which will be positive for the other part of their business that we're all waiting for to, to, uh, to uh, profit like they did prior to COVID. So, so Disney longer term is an excellent story, and it's all about the Disney Plus. For Disney Plus, the uh, timing of it obviously is uh, exactly what they needed to get this off the ground before COVID. I mean, it couldn't have come soon enough. In terms of a new uh, customer uh, and new build of uh, you know viewers over the longer term, what should someone expect in terms of growth rate for these companies? I mean, everybody was basically forced to stay at home over this period, download whatever they want to download, find all their content. Are we going to be able to maintain that kind of a new customer growth rate for services and uh, content plays like Disney? I think Disney Plus, yes. I think Netflix will have a little bit more of a challenge time to achieve similar growth rates uh, as we've seen in, uh, in previous quarters. So Disney Plus, I do believe so. All right, so Disney basically, they kind of got a late start so they can still pick up some, some viewers, I guess. Netflix maybe right. 
more potential to have peaked out. Okay, I want to shift over to tech. The tech stocks that you like, I see a lot of chip makers in here. NVIDIA, Qualcomm, two similar companies, but very different in their own ways too, right? Qualcomm has just been kind of getting on the momentum train. NVIDIA's been on it for years. Yeah, Qualcomm is a phenomenal company. As we all know, they're, they're dominating in the 5G space. We'll continue to do that. A lot of the lawsuits they've had over the past couple, five years or, or longer, a lot of that has mitigated. So, and that cleared the way for the stock moving higher like we've seen. Excellent quarter, past quarter, you know, as we read about. So Qualcomm is just a fantastic business. They're in the right space and will continue to do well. NVIDIA is incredible as a company overall. Uh, when you take a look at what they've done and achieved on everything on the gaming, Part of it, the, the graphics, I mean, it's just an incredible company that continues to grow. Uh, so I'm optimistic on both of those going, going forward. And I think about kind of a barbell approach. You have two great technology companies. You had Apple in there. You barbell that with Home Depot, Lowe's, Disney, some other cyclicals and value stocks. And over the long term, those those type, that type of barbell strategy, I think you do really well as an investor. Phil, for uh, companies within the semi space right now, there's a pretty different kind of a dynamic between an NVIDIA and a Micron or a Western Digital, these companies that are more commoditized in their products that fell behind, but a lot of those have been ramping lately as well. The Qualcomm's kind of somewhere in between, where it wasn't a big momentum trade like NVIDIA or a big graphics play like AMD and these data center companies, a little bit more kind of a combination. But now that it's surging as well, what does it tell you? Micron 2 this week had a big move. So we're starting to see some of the non-NVIDIA and AMD companies and chips take off as well. Part of this kind of value rotation this market's been dabbling in. Will that chip away from the case for NVIDIA over time? I mean, it, usually we've seen this be fairly bifurcated. When NVIDIA does well, Micron and the others are behind. I'm a, I'm a big believer when you have a good company like NVIDIA, and Micron's another great business as well. Those businesses are gonna be around for the long term. They do a great job. They've done a good job capturing some market share from, from their competitors. But overall, all of those businesses longer term will continue to succeed. They're putting money into R&D, you know, and all of that will add to, to bottom line profit. So I'm a big believer in all those businesses longer term. It's a space that's large enough for them to all succeed. All right, so you don't have to pick I have favorites uh, in between here. Phil, uh, want to make sure I hit Pfizer. You guys own Pfizer. It's a wildly different experience for investors than it has been owning Moderna. It's not quite the binary play, right? Moderna's kind of like they either hit or they miss, but they hit. And now the shares are, what, up like three, four hundred percent on the air. Pfizer is flat despite everything they've done with the vaccine. Is that frustrating? What's going on here? No, it's not frustrating. I've owned Pfizer for a long time for clients, pays a good dividend, it's a great quality company. As you can see, they're on the forefront, especially on this vaccine as an example. I think they'll continue to do well with their other lines of businesses. So Pfizer's a great long-term story. I mean, Moderna is one of those companies that came in play on the vaccine. The CEO is a phenomenal CEO, super smart guy. He's done a great job with these vaccines and they deserve to be up with their up uh, relative to Pfizer. So. So I think Pfizer is that stable, great long-term company that you want to own, and, and Moderna is kind of like you said before, you know, they have big ups and down moves, but I think from here with the vaccine, this company Moderna should do very well. We don't own Moderna, uh, but I do think Moderna is in, in the right spot.